Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Coming to you live from a bad microphone laptop in Louisville, Kentucky, I'm Slide Whistle! I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horrid Punching Bag. And I am deeply depressingly sick. So if you don't hear me talk as much, it's because I'm hacking up along. Wow. Yeah, we got this is probably a doozy of a show. Aaron's sick. I'm drunk off of a work conference meeting with my boss and my boss's boss. I can't say no to go. They asked me to go out. I'm like, yeah, I have to. They're paying for everything. They said, do you want to go out with us? They slipped a note under the door and they said, do you want to go out with us? Check yes or no. And they saw them pacing back and forth behind the door. (laughs) Basically, it was pretty fun, though. I mean, I got free Nashville hot chicken, which let me say. (laughs) <laughs> pretty weak not that hot i'm saying so myself nope. nashville hot chicken and then your your boss's boss drunk drove yeah. away that's a couch bed i'm sitting on in this hotel on the 18th floor let's go um luckily i'm like 90 percent better from last week so yeah let's get into it yes uh, much much like the dragon flights the aspects poured their powers into one individual Slide Whistle and I have <coughs> poured our abilities into immunization. He shall be the one to lead the episode. I, I guess so, but um, I guess as it is written, I will lead us right into our second review that we have saved up here. It's one that was left for us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. I have a shot of rum here poured to take in honor of this review. It is a five-star oh. review from... Not sure how to pronounce this. At first, I was like, is it Memelvin? Is it Memelvin? Either way, five star review. It says, off the rails in the best way. This show is many things, but more boring is not among them. Ir- irreverent and informative, creatively kooky, with just enough cringe to be worth listening to. Loving it. Which is something that I want written on my tombstone. Just enough cringe. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, I strive for that. So that's this is a great review. We're at the national cringe limit. <laughs> we shall go no further, hopefully, from this point forward. We are peeking into the yellow wave forms. We have not dared to go into the red yet, but we are comfortably in the yellow. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> but here we go. Cheers to this review. I am taking a shot of the rum. Oh, okay, so it's really funny. I don't have any cups in this room, but because I've been at a work conference for science people, some people gave me, like, <laughs> they're like, they like, we have a we have a sustained pot that you can grow plants in. It's just a fucking polyethylene cup. And I'm like, this isn't a pot, guys. This is just a, a literal plastic cup you made me. So I'm pouring my shot into this potted <laughs> plant, I guess. Rest assured, everyone, I intended to downshift and just drink some coffee for this one but i have poured a shooter of crown royale regal apple so i will be sipping the good stuff during this i took my shot let me tell you it was a mistake i'm probably like 12 13 drinks you, in in s- you stated in the hours. pre-production meeting i'm just going to barf lmao and then i don't believe you have yet so who knows? We may hear you, Ralph, live on the air. 
I'm not normally like a, a, a drink and barfer, but when I feel like I got a barf, you know there's trouble. However, I think part of the trouble is, is I ate a full meal with fries and I didn't intend to eat it. But when you're with your boss and your boss's boss, you know, sometimes it's easier just to eat than talk. So ah, <laughs> I ate all this my is, food. This is going to be an Aaron Halloween 2017 spaghetti on the lawn moment in a moment here. No, I'm holding it. I'm not. No, no, Ralphin'. But this will make for probably one of our drunkest, or at least my drunkest, after dark episodes. Which, if you check the feed, you may have seen we dropped the first episode in there for free. If you like what you hear, trust me, it only fucking gets wilder from that one. There's 20 more of them. We made quite the bold choice to, you know, give our first one out for free because, like, pretty much any show out there, the first one is definitely never the best, and uh, it's before we even had any concept of what we were doing with that show, so, uh, yeah, well, we're gonna re- be recording episode 21 next, mm-hmm. after this, After Dark Legal. can finally drink, Check it out, patreon.com slash do not relent, you're gonna like the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, okay. right before we started recording, we all watched the Dragonflight Legacies Part 1 animated short so that we could have it fresh on our mind to talk about at the top of this episode. So I feel like, let's start with that. With our future sexiest NPC of the week, Scale Commander Emberthal, because she's hot. (laughs) That eyeball is is glossy. Mm, The sheer amount of sass and spunk, uh pun notwithstanding uh that was in just that eyeball for 99 percent of the trailer yeah so as uh the boys have mentioned the animated short basically starts off with the skill commander emberthal awakening from the long slumber that the drac fear all were awakening from but uh honestly no one would have known that this is supposed to be emberthal if like the subtitles didn't say it i don't think so, uh, yeah. yeah, that's how we found out. The WoW subtitles Absolutely, have yes. been out of pocket for, like, years now. I'm still thinking about hashtag ominous music in the Shadowlands introduction. It's like, y'all need to go home down, friend. My favorite, I think, was, like, a void fish flops around. I'm like, that's a void fish? Oh, okay. <laughs> when it was, like, Nizoth's buddy fish or mm-hmm. whatever that was talking to Zara. But, fun fact, boys, Scale Commander... Emberthal is actually, I believe, one of the ones that you, like, quest with in that campaign. And then the other skill commanders, uh, there's, like, Azerithal and uh, Cinderthresh, and they're the ones that, like, are lead the Alliance and Horde, respectively. So, like, this is... she's Cinderthrash? Yeah, Cinderthrash is the Horde one, I believe. They, oh, they by so and lame. large, got the better Drakthir name-wise. Wait, what's ours again? Uh, scale commander Azerithel, so they tried to go for, like, oh, a blue and then on. cinder being red type thing, probably. We got a blue loser? We got a loser on our team? <laughs> the big red menace versus the virgin bluzer. I guess I get it. Like, we got Rathion, they got Ebonhorn. We won They don't even change. get Ebonhorn. They don't they get, uh, what's-his-face from Outland? No, they get, they get Ebonhorn. Ebonhorn is the Horde representation leader. They have That's to, so again, funny pick that between... They, <laughs> they could only think of three black dragons, so Rathion had to pull double duty. Yeah, he's like, I'm both of them, baby. 
So yeah, back to the short. Basically, it is Nosdormu approaching Emberthal as she's waking up and she's like, why are you here? And then he's like, I'm here to tell you a story. And then she's like, well, what does this have to do with me? And then he basically just tells her the story about how the dragon aspects went from being like proto-dragons to being blessed by the titans and becoming the aspects. Yes, for anyone who did not read or listen to Richard Knack's 2001 magnum opus, Dawn of the Dragons... Uh, actually, it might have been later than 2001. They talked about some Cata stuff in there. Yeah, it was like 7, 9, yeah. 13. Galakrond showed up, and he was nasty. And all of our proto-draconic friends and tier of the Pantheon decided, this guy's gotta go. And they just hit him in the face a lot with breath attacks, but mostly with just kind of ramming into his head. And... The end of this shows that to reward them for hitting him in the head a lot, they got turned into proto-drakes. I'm sorry. They turned from proto-drakes into our fancy sexy dragons. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, is this, this, is this the first time that we, like, in Warcraft things, we're actually getting, like, a, a visual of Galakrond? I mean, obviously, like, as we said earlier, like, the like there's, like, the Hearthstone card and... You said, Aaron, that, like, on the... Yes, the cover of Dawn the of the cover. Dragons okay. features his head and shoulder area, like, screaming at some proto-dragons. But it was cool to see, like, in this animated short, just how fucking big Galakrond is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big-ass beast. And I like the stylized way they did a lot of his things, like his hundreds of grasping arms and his dozens of eyeballs. They they did a cool thing where they took some of his eyeballs and shaped them like a, a standard eyeball. So he still has the same visual iconography. I love this because, yeah, I think as, as, as Amin said, we haven't really had a real Galakron like in front of us, right? We just know that he was a thing and then he was dead. And this is leading to much debate. It's like, will Galakron be like a major villain? Will he be like a single patch villain? Will he be the overarching villain? Who knows? I can see them going so many different ways. But as we discussed at the end of like the last episode, very end, we have some more details on like who maybe created Galakron or made him the way it was and how it's Yoxaran. So there's just, there's just so much surrounding it that it's pretty fucking like exciting, I feel like. I also feel like since they went out of their way to like even just in this sense draw and like kind of baseline animate this like small battle between them. If they have like this concept of what he would look like all big, I feel like they wouldn't just stop there. I think we're going to see him again in WoW, hopefully, in some capacity. Yeah, no, we we definitely, I, I really, really, really hope they have Rafam from Hearthstone resurrect him. And <laughs> it would just be such a great merging of the worlds, I feel like, between like Hearthstone and WoW. It'd be fun. Yeah, and we've already seen several proof of the fact that they aren't afraid of doing that crossover, so. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, as much as it would have been great to see Rafam, if the major antagonist of at least a patch or two was brought back by the goof villain from Hearthstone, I feel like people would be upset. I, I, I understand, I I understand that like Hearthstoners would be like, LOL, what an epic callback. But I think your average fantasy fans would be like, I don't get it. 
I don't think so. I I actually think you're wrong because I think what would either like if someone doesn't know who Rafam is, they're gonna be like, oh my god, they're using uh they're using more ethereals. This is awesome. I love ethereals. I've always wanted them to use more. Everyone's like, we should use more of the races more. And so he's just an ethereal. They just wants to resurrect it. I guess I'm mostly like, oh, just cool thinking guy. of when you brought this up before, you would be like, and then he squishes him like a big pancake. And I was like, well, I don't know if the main game should have Pratt Falls like that. Should have slapstick. No, I think it should. It should. Because like, because like, okay, so like, imagine you don't know anything about who Rafam is. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like Aladdin, like the guy that resurrects the fucking, uh, the bad guy gets eaten by the, by the sand tiger. Like, you know, he's dead. It's a little comic relief, and the bad guy's ready to fucking fight, ready to scrap with ya. Scrappy-doo! <laughs> okay, but, so, have we, I haven't finished Dawn of the Dragons, because Richard Jack sucks. Do they, I'm assuming that they go in-depth about how, like, the proto dragons fight him? Like, they, yes, like, they far too much that? depth. And I only say far too much because you look at a proto-dragon, it does three things. Fly, shoot breath, and bonk stuff with its head. And they have no fewer than seven to eight action scenes just comprised of different guys bonking him with different parts of their head. So I ask you, was the was the animated scene of the dragons bonking Calicron yes, with their heads? It is very, was accurate? It is very accurate, but we saw maybe four bonks two breath attacks, and it was all over within 30 to 40 seconds. So (laughs) that was much better than me listening to it for nine additional hours. I I was going to say, it felt felt pretty um, jobber-esque of Galakron to fall over after, like, three bonks in this animated short, but uh, I also don't want the animated short to go from being an animated short to being an animated long just to see, like, ten additional hours of bonks, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's weird from, <laughs> from when I from what I remember of Dawn of the Dragon. He wasn't really serving so much as he was just really good at taking it. Like, they'd, they'd hit, they'd headbutt him, and then he'd reel back, and it'd be like, but Galakrond was unfazed. And I was like, ooh, he's gonna get him. And then they just kind of fly away, and they'd be like, we need more power to hit him with our heads. And then just repeat that seven times. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they took their liberties here to cut that down. And um, yeah, so they defeat Galakrond in the short. They become dragon aspects. And then Nozormer's like, oh, yeah, also, we all uh, took on visage forms. And that's why I look like this now, like this sexy snack that I am now. And <laughs> and then um, basically, okay, first off, I want to say Nozormer's tone throughout this animated short was a little suspect to me he seemed a little i don't know evil in some of his deliveries he's he's hey hey he's just a mysterious sandy guy all right don't hold that against him come on but then he also said later on in this short that he used to be the aspect of the bronze dragonflight i'm like what do you mean used to like i mean like you still are i assume right well, they don't have, I don't, so, like, I think officially aspects are done. At the end of Kata, they, like, they did what we did at the end of BFA. They're like, we're gonna give all of our power to this thing, and, oh, we're powerless. Yeah, I don't oh. think they, I don't think they ever got their stuff back from Thrall. Like, not that Thrall still, well, I guess he didn't have it, the magic disc did, and then it exploded. Yeah, the big disc. So, they're just like, damn, we don't have any of that power, and now we're just hotties. They're, they're only they're, the only reason they lead their dragon flights is out of 
like heritage and also the fact that they're physically larger than everyone else. I love that. And the fact that he's also like, I don't have any, I, I'm not an aspect does cool sand magic and shows a time vision thingy. And it's just like making all kinds of stuff wisp around him. Like, I don't know, man, you're still pretty powerful. Yeah, like, exactly. Who, who are you kidding? So who knows? I, I feel like the main crux of the end of this uh, animated short is basically that Nozdormu says, my story is already written. I don't know if that's referring to, like, him becoming Murazan eventually. But anyways, then he's like, but yours, talking to Emberthal and all of the Drakfir, he says, your story is just beginning because you uh, will play a part in defeating a great evil that has returned, I believe is what he said. Which means he's seen it, so he knows it's going to happen. So who do we think this great evil is? Muzi. Yeah, it's probably Muzi. Yeah, Murazan is like, I've seen it all. Muzi, Muzi is like a, basically a buffet for all of you, Drakthir, but you will have to eat Muzi. The one thing that Murazan did not see was Muzi possesses his body and becomes Muazan. <laughs> oh, God. It's probably Primalist-based. I mean, it could be Galakron, right? But, like, I think in the short term, it's really easy for him. So, like, when I imagine him as Dormu, I don't imagine him as, like, a real soothsayer. I imagine him more like one of those, like, fake tarot card readers. And he's like, oh, the Primalists are coming. I'm like, the Primalists, who are those? And he's like, an ancient evil. But, but, but like, meanwhile, he was, like, on 4chan, like, reading, like, we're Yeah, he's, he's, so, he's intentionally cold reading. We're like, the Primalists are coming. And then it's like, what are they doing? He's like, fuck, fuck. He looks around, he's like, ah, ancient evil, come to do no good. And then everyone's like, oh my god, (laughs) you read the future, and it's just like, that could apply to anything. Also, does anyone in here know somebody named Joseph? I'm getting a Joseph Maybe not Joseph, maybe maybe Joanne, Joanne, and then one of the directors is like, my my broodmate was named Joanne, I knew it. Josador, right? No, Josadan, Josadan, right? I knew, I knew, the future, the infinite dragonflight were clouding my mind. I knew it was Joseph's end. When was, because the last time we saw Norris Domer was literally, was it literally Kata? The last thing he did? What is he been up to? Because like, we asked this question on a previous episode. Where has Norris Dormu been other than the Carrots of Time? Yeah, I mean, I do feel like we'll be seeing a lot of him this expansion. Either, I mean, Good. obviously as Norris Dormu, but I do think we're going to see Marizand again eventually at some point. Oh, yeah. He he has to show up in some capacity, right? Like, it has to happen. Right. And then, then, like, the thing is that, like, I've seen, I've heard other people talking about how, like, well, we've already defeated Marizand, but, like, not really... Because, like, if you remember when we defeat him, basically, Nozdormu is like, you defeated him on this timeline, but, like, you know, it, you'll have to fight him again in, like, other timelines, effectively, is what he said, right? Yeah, my whole thing is right now is, like, thinking of it, like, logically, like, okay, so we all love Warlords of Draenor, right? But I really feel like the majority of the WoW community is burnt out on time travel even though wild was how long ago it was eight years at this point yeah i'd say about that yeah so like bringing in murazan as like 
the the big bad like i would absolutely fucking love that shit but like i feel like it's really hard to bring him in as the big bad without doing all kinds of like crazy time travel stuff this is the lord the evil lord of time like that's what his whole stick and power is i mean like i guess he could like age you a million years or de-age you as like evil powers but I feel like the majority of his power would be, like, displacing you in the timeline or sending you back somewhere you wouldn't survive. And, you know, would, would, would you think, like, Warcraft fans are ready to revisit time-traveling aspects again? I mean, the average fan, probably not. I mean, personally, I eat that shit up like candy. I love time-travel storylines. Yeah, right? It's fun. We, we, fuck, we all love Clockstoppers. We're all eagerly awaiting Clockstoppers, We are a Clockstoppers podcast. It's been a while since Check we cashed clock. in our chip. But you know what? What is time when you're a clock stopper? Dude, I would love if Murzon like just swooped in and it grabbed who's the who's it who's a horde leader right now? Uh, it would have to grab all nine of them together because they lead as a group, the Council of Filth. Basically. And he just puts the Council of Filth in front of this little dog, and the dog pees on all of them. And that's his evil deed, you know? And he puts them back, and they're all getting peed out by a little doggy. That's actually how they get Galakron to come back, is the Primalists are like, we need to do this epic Clockstoppers reference, but none of us can carry all nine-plus leaders of the Horde. And they were like, I knew a guy who had a lot of hands. I bet you he could grab them all. And then, and then you know how that scene ends? Have you seen my dog? And then the dog's peeing on them. It's perfect. It's beautiful. I you just wrote the expansion right there. That is probably that's I don't it. know if that's the end game scenario there, but that's probably the end of like ten point one maybe. I'm just interested to see <laughs> Ahab Wheathoof's epic 2023 redesign. Do you think they could redesign Ahab Wheathoof? Do you think that would no, go against no the way. wishes of Ezra Chatterton? The only way to go against the witches of, but they they have enough controversial shit. Where they have their both of their hands in right now. <laughs> they don't need to add a third one to their list. They're, they're out of hands. Activision Blizzard Galicron. redesigns NPC of Make a Wish Child, and oh, then you just get no. Jeff Kaplan Jr. and he's like, I mean, look at Ahab Wheathoof. He looks lame. We had to do something. It's revealed that, like, Blizzard is actually being secretly run by a cabal of shamans, much like, you know, the South Korean government or whatever the fuck it was, but it's like... Oh my god, that was crazy. <laughs> they're like, you know, we've been trying to summon Galakron this entire time, mainly so that we would have more hands, so that we could involve ourselves in more controversies. I also love... I thought you were going to say a cabal of shamans led by Magatha Grim Totem, but then you were like, the South Korean government, which is like a true fact. And that's still, that's like one of the most wild true stories that I think I've ever read. It's like a cult, they like literally took it over. It's is that the reason why the BTS boys have to go and die in the military now? Because shamans no, no, no. wanted them? The real reason is because they, no K-pop band, no K-pop boy band has ever been excused from military service, ever. And for the first time in the nation's history, uh, they were going to be excused. But, but you know what happened? The government fucked up and they put out a public poll to every citizen. And the poll said, 
do you think BTS should be drafted to the army? Yes or no? You know there's at least one dude who is tired of them and is like, I hope one of those pretty little boys steps on a landmine. Well, so the company, so the, the country backlash, like, don't make us choose. This is your job. You have to decide this, not us. Everyone should do it. And so as they were hemming and hawing, they literally were like, okay, BTS, you're going to put on a free concert in Seoul to judge how popular you are. And they're like, okay, we're going to do that anyway. So they did it. And they were like, we're going to, we're going to make them not serve. And then they were like, we're going to serve. Fuck you guys. It's taking too long. We're going to the military like everybody else. We're going to serve. So they decided themselves they were going to serve. And that's why BTS is going into the army. Listen, they can't help but to always serve, you know? It's just who they are. They do. There's, they always serve. 2025, they'll be back. 2026, they'll be back. <laughs> be ready. But I guess to pivot back to WoW, was there any other major tidbit in this animated short? I think we covered everything. So in the animated short, no, I I think by the second short, we will have a really good idea of where the story's going. Right now, I feel like it could go anywhere, right? It could be like, Norris Dormu is corrupting this dragon to become his, like, second-in-command. Even though we know that, like, Ember Ward is going to be, like, later on, it could be a corruption story. It could yeah. be a, like... It could be anything. Like it could go so many ways. So we, we we will not know until is it next week when we get a new one. Yeah, we get one every week. Uh, I believe they said that there were going to be five of them, or maybe we're just assuming that there's going to be five because like for each of the aspects or something. And isn't there five weeks until the release of Dragonflight from when yeah. they originally made this one? Yeah. So if like this is uh, this is part one. Like if they do one every week, the fifth one will be the week before when Dragonflight launches. So I feel like that lines up as well. I feel like that'd be really cool if they did that. When I was reading about Emberthal, I was reading about how there are five Dragon Scale commanders. It's probably just going to be each former aspect talking to one of the Awakened mm-hmm. commanders and giving them a different story of, like, Lore's past. Galakron one is one that, like, we kind of already know, so maybe we get some fresher ones. Dang, I feel like they really blew their load by giving the most basic backstory to the time guy who can make a magic portal. Like, what's what's Ember Maul gonna do when it comes to Calicos? He's just gonna have to sit him down and be like, well, I guess he has a magic mirror to show. Trying to think, who is the least... Al- I bet you Alex Strasza does not know how to show people the past. He's just gonna be like, okay, sit down by the campfire, I'm gonna spin a yarn real quick. Yeah, she's just an amazing orator, so that's all she needs is a campfire and some s'mores to get her story out. Listen, she can tell a badass story, and that's all that's needed here. My girl Marithra is going to be like, okay, to show you, you actually have to be asleep. It's like, well, I'm not feeling sleepy. And then she sneaks up behind them and hits them with a hammer. Listen. They go to the dream Listen, guys. You know that Marithrithros will be like the fifth one, and it will literally just be like... Marithrithra and Emberthal, or whoever it is, uh, literally going to resurrect uh, Hisera. I was going to say, it's going to be Marithra telling the story, and then her being stabbed, and, and Hisera being like, I'll finish the story over her corpse. Don't worry, I'm here. Um, okay, so, so at the end of the last episode, I was uh, talking about uh, Tyr, and I was talking about uh, Yogg-Saron, and... Our boy Galakron. We have spoilers, too late for spoiler tag, confirmation basically from like data mine books, more books from Uldorus, that 
Galakrond was basically created by Yogg-Saron. By created, I mean driven to madness to consume his other dragon buddies, which made him crazy, because he cannibalized them, he made zombie corpses, and then he cannibalized the zombie corpses and lost his mind to madness. Yeah, and at the end of uh, our last episode, you were saying that... Uh, Galakron was, was set on this path because Yogg-Saron effectively tainted the water source of Galakron with, like, some evil, like, old god shit that made him go down this path. Yeah, so, okay, so I, I have the article right here. So, if you remember at the end of BFA, um, Mother was talking about other Titan facilities. She named, like, Uldaman, and she named Uldawar, but she also mentioned Uldorus, along with another one. And we're like, Uldorus, like, where's that at? Is it, like, on Argus? Is oh, that shit. Planet? Is it in the Dragon Isles? Ooh. Yes, it is. It is. It, it, it is. It's the Halls of Infusion, which is the dungeon that we're going to. That's Uldorus. And so the message is written from Tyr, written to Loken, and it reads as such. Progress report. Uldorus. Brother Loken. As you requested, I offer the following report on the progress toward our objectives. <clears throat> I am pleased to say that the Halls of Infusion are now operational. Through the work of imbuing order magic into the wellspring is only the beginning, I remain optimistic that the process will prove effective. So they're putting order magic into this, like, I guess this big pool of water they're drinking out of. And then he sends another message that says, Already we are detecting reduced levels of contamination. I hope your investigation into how Yogg-Saron compromised these living waters will yield answers. In the meantime, we can be assured that the evolution of another Galakrond will not be triggered by consuming unfiltered water. I must say, the, the first thing is, I'm a little sad if Yogg-Saron actually did that. After last week's Odin discussion, I was like, give the sloppy boys a chance. Maybe they're okay, but they're over here putting pollutants in the water like a, <coughs> like a Captain Planet villain. For shame. So, and then, okay... Also in last episode, we were surmising that um, them putting order magic in the waters was to make it so that the other dragon aspects would drink it and then be loyal to the Keepers and the Titans. But, I mean, also, obviously, this report is also written through a perspective that would be beneficial or, like, uh, positive towards the Keepers and the Titans, I assume. Because, who did you say wrote, wrote this one? This is from Tyr to Loken, but also you, you jumped ahead because the order part is coming up after this. Oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll let you finish then. So, so basically, so then he continues, this is like a five-part letter that he's writing to his brother. And he wrote further, Once purification is complete, an additional benefit will be found in offering the infused water to dragonkind. By ingesting the water, or causing their eggs to absorb its effects, it should be possible to keep even the most willful dragons aligned with the Titans' philosophies. Our efforts to bring the proto-dragons in line have faced resistance, 
but I am formulating a strategy to speed the process along. As the ancestral nesting grounds for the five flights, the ruby life pools is a sacred place. The red dragon flight, whose charge is to nurture all life, protect these pools, and the future of all dragon kind within them. So literally they're they're putting like obedience magic into the water to make the dragons subservient and like holier than thou serving to the titans. Okay, so I have a few thoughts about this. So would Neltharion have been exposed to this? Um boy, this is a good question. I mean, okay, Neltharion helped to fight Galakrond, right? So I mean, but Nefarian was also corrupted by old god stuff beneath the world. So, I mean, it's possible. Like, that could have been, like, where it started, maybe. So I wonder if, like, Neltharion was, like, purified or, like, made subservient with this order magic, but then he just got re-corrupted again later. Like, I, you, you know what I'm trying to get at here? I just don't, like, know, like... Or, or, or was this just, like, some weird, like, like, weird side effect that he could be driven to madness just under their water water magic who knows so it, I, I think it's because he's the earth warder so he lived like underneath the ground and like yoxaron's prison was also beneath the ground so like yoxaron was able to reach like his tendrils underneath azeroth to reach like weird like unseen areas Got it. and i think he just tainted him through that oh like, so underground he was tentacles. underground and he was just a little bit too close to like Azeroth, and by Azeroth, I mean, like, the old god Azeroth. Mm -hmm. According to the end of Dawn of the Dragons, if I remember it correctly, by the time they had killed Galakron, he was already hearing whispers and, like, was not okay. He doesn't tell his friends, but I want to say there's a line at the end of the book that basically was, like, while they were planning their head bonks, he was talking to the old gods. There also is one more tidbit in this message. Um, however, Razgarath, who we know is the end boss of the first raid, whatever, and her primalist have come to steal away that future, and they want to infuse their own power into the sacred pools. They must be stopped for dragonkind to thrive. So once again, it's 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 a battle for control of putting magic in this wellspring water. Why can't we just find different waters to lay our dragon eggs in so everyone doesn't come gunning to control the dragons that come out of them? Yeah, is it too much to ask for these uh dragons to just have pure clean water? Like why why is there constant eco-terrorism about who gets to pollute the well? How about no one pollutes the well? <laughs> Leave the well alone. Were there any more letters? No, that's really it. The only the only other letter is um <laughs> Tyr did not like that they were renaming Oldorus to Tyrhold. He was like <laughs> That's weird. That's a lot of pressure, bud. He said, um he sent this, I, I'm not sure where, who, who emailed this to, but it says, Construction of the facility atop the halls of infusion is proceeding. Though the station is to be designated Oldorus, I must reluctantly report the dragons have taken to calling the structure by the name 
tear wait, hold. Wait, wait, wait. I will is, do my best. Is tear hold the thing that where Stony Tony pushed together the two honeycomb pieces? Yes. That's above Old Doris. Ooh. Oh, so Old Doris is the thing that called all the dragons back, which I guess makes sense if it's their, like, the, like, the, basically the antenna sticking out of their breeding grounds, right? Right, exactly. It's like they're like homing beacon. Um, so he says, although the station is to be designated Eldorus, I must reluctantly report the dragons have taken to calling the structure by the name Tearhold. I will do my best to ensure our Titan-forged workforce does not also adopt this embarrassing pseudonym. But as of late, they seem to be expressing more and more opinions of their own. Yo, they want to take away their opinions. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's weird that, like, wow. even Tyr, even Tyr knows that, like, uh, I don't want to be named after this place. This place is a little sketchy. Oh my god, the, guys, the letters literally keep coming. Okay, here's, here's, I, I keep thinking this last letter. Here's the last letter. In closing, <laughs> let me underscore once again. <laughs> How feverently I disagree with the assertions of Prime Desonant Odin that I'm gay. Why are you gay? Prime Desonant Odin. I, I do not care that he keeps writing it in his journal as well as the walls of Old Doris. I do not want to kiss Raden. And then Raden. I never gave him a handjob. Raden sees it and he was like, Tear, I thought what we had was special. Listen, the dragons may want to call it Tearhold because they saw Tear holding his Radan's dick near the pools, but you know, that never actually happened. Obviously. <laughs> that's, that's why Radan was locked up, because he couldn't stop telling people about the time that Tear gave him a rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I will bury you like of you've the... buried my dignity. <laughs> Squilliam, tennis balls. Um, but the letter ends with, I have every confidence that the dragons will prove fervent allies on our shared goals of keeping the world structured and disciplined. Ever your friend, Keeper Tear. Mwah. So, like, it's just weird that, like, their whole thing is, like, the dragons must be controlled. The dragons will be controlled, and they will be our closest allies in keeping order on this planet because we drug them to think so. It's very weird, and um, obviously, it's going to be a key storyline here. I wonder if we're going to have to like free the dragons of this. If we're going to have to take down the titans, I wonder. Like, I just wonder where this is all going. You know. I was going to ask, do you think we have the gumption to kill a Titan Keeper, or like a Titan? But I guess we have a couple times. I was so. going to say, we've squared up with Odin a few times, right? Well, yeah, we never took him down, but like we killed Agrimar, and he was one of the big guys. We, yeah, we've knocked like a zillion. We beat up Raden twice. Yeah, we, we're, we're whooping him. So then... I guess Tyr had, like, a second letter ready in case he died. I'm not going to read the whole letter, because like, this is part we already know. Like, Loken betrayed him in Ulduar, and they were their brothers, blah, blah, blah. He has discs. But the last part of the letter made me shed a tear. He's basically writing a letter to all of his friends and all of his family that's like, If you get this letter, I have been betrayed by Loken. Here's what you do. This one Organon, blah, blah, blah. Here's what will happen in Valdraken, blah, blah, blah. But he ends it by saying, Dearest Ironia and the most noble Arcadis. 
I place my trust in you. When we stand together, nothing can overcome our unity. Yours always, Tear. Cut to Ironya and Arcadus getting their dicks smashed in immediately in dungeons by us to get the discs that he wanted protected. We're the bad guys, guys. We fucked up. Oh, I mean, like, after everything we know about what, like, these keepers have done to try to control the dragons, are we really the bad guys? Hey, I may have destroyed Arcadus untold number of times, but it was not out of a personal vendetta or even to get his discs. It was to get the mining helmet. That thing had like a 2% drop. I had to get it. And it looks really fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> it day, does. So I cool. actually don't own it. I never got it, but I still pine for it. So watch out, Arcadis. I'm going to beat you up a million more times before they change your dungeon over in two weeks. Just don't kill Iron Yell on top of her little houses. It's so mean that she wants to not crush her little model homes. Diaz, Diaz are in the part of the map. I do, she yes. Houses. She's hidden behind that super epic Raiders of the Lost Ark reference that I'm sure <laughs> Blizzard just loves. I mean, they love it enough that it's going to be in this upcoming dungeon as well. <laughs> they is, it is. They didn't get rid of it. I, th I know they were like, okay, guys, we need to stop referencing real-life material. It's a little cringe. For a trivia question, which area, which zone is this located in? The Badlands. The Badlands. That's right, everybody. We knew this from day one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Didn't remember it last week. People are mad. They're like, I can't believe that we're going to do more old god stuff. Why can't Galakron stand on his own? And I'm like, who cares? Has Galakron ever stood on his own? He was in one book. It's not like he's like some like lord, like nobility. He raises a big ugly dragon. He's of the dragons. Who cares what what made him crazy? He's been a pile of bone as long as this game has been a thing. Like like literally from from day one. Like why are they acting all open arms? Like it's their favorite character. Nobody's favorite character is Galakron. Take a chill pill. So we've had all this fun discussion, but we have yet to even mention that the world of Warcraft. Dragonflight pre-patch has technically begun. What has it brought with it? Talent changes that scare me and bars that scare me even worse. I will say also, like, does this feel like our, like, worst pre-patch launch that we've been a part of? Like, legitimately, that was a very long extended maintenance. Like, Slide Whistle, you probably don't care because, like, honestly, it's better because, like, you were busy with, like, work stuff, but, like, it was down for, like, almost a full, like, daytime of uh, the day. Like, it didn't go up until, like, 8.30 p.m. our time and when we raided at, like, 8.45. I was sitting here at 6 Eastern, which was, for once, I'm Eastern time. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be up. And I was loading into WoW so many times on Tuesday. And I got in, and it was, like, disconnected. I'm like, what's going on? They updated it to be, like, 9 p.m. Eastern. And I'm like, all right, I guess I am going out with my coworkers. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, but as Aaron said, uh, the, the talent trees are here. Um, how do you guys feel about yours? I just feel like I can't get everything that I wanted. And... I just don't have enough points. And so I had to prioritize which children. It was like Sophie's choice. I had to decide which children I loved and which ones I didn't. So like overwhelming power. Sure. That's great. But the alternative is like 
combustion. It's like, well, I can't afford to not have that. So sorry, guy. We we must be boats passing in the evening. I can't untell my power. It's it's very weird. I was following like feral dis feral Discord pins, and like the pins that I'm grabbing for like Mythic Plus and for single target. They're leaving out some of my, like, bread-and-butter talents that I've had for forever. Like, I can no longer remove Corruption. Um, I don't have Mighty Bash. There, I don't have my Maim. That's two stuns that I'm down that I've replaced with, like, um, Ursul's Vortex and uh, whatever the other stun is that I have. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a jarring gameplay change that I'm almost like, I am like, almost excited to play a different class. Like, yeah. I just want... like Because I, I don't want to... I want to play a class. I don't have any idea of what used to be good and what used to be bad. I want to have a fresh slate now. Yeah, I definitely feel all of what you guys just said. I... Okay, well, for my priest, I literally just copied and pasted the talent trees that Automatic Jack recommended. I'm like, this is what I used to do anyways. I will stand by this man. Do you, and he's do never you done me have... wrong. One for holy priests already, the what you should do. I checked icy veins and they weren't up to date yet. Pre preheat, I believe our gentleman's name is, had not put out like what you're supposed to do. So, um, yes, Jack has, but Jack is also one of the official Wowhead writers. And on Wowhead right now, I think as of earlier today or yesterday, there are like recommended builds for every spec on like and for various different situations. On Wowhead, but I would take that with a grain of salt because I've seen a lot of people say that like the Wowhead builds aren't necessarily like optimal right now. And I've also seen like my BM Hunter ones have been all over the place. I've seen like different YouTube videos of different builds. I've seen people discussing on the Discords of completely different builds. I've seen streamers of completely different builds, and then the Wowhead ones are completely different builds. So I'm a little confused, honestly. Yeah, Aaron, I'm currently I'm currently on the Fire Discord looking at what their pins are. They don't have a single pin. Not they, they there's no no one's agreeing. People are posting like their different talents and they're also different. Their trees look crazy different. What's what's going on with Fire right now? Why why can nobody agree with what's going on? I think it's because Meteor's back and we all are arguing on whether or not Meteor is rad which I am firmly in the it's rad category and I refuse to listen to anyone else at least for two months. And then I will kowtow to what preheat says we should be doing. But for now I'm launching big rocks. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny you say that because I was very naive and I really wanted a dire beast build for BM hunter and, you know, earlier today, I was realizing nobody's building that. And that's really sad. So, you know, I have like the typical builds that other people are recommended, like a single target raid one, an AOE type raid one, a mythic plus one. And then just for fun, I've built a dire beast build where literally I just take all the talents that summon the most animal companions I could possibly have at any given moment, because that's fun, you know? Yeah, you want to have the most animals per per capita. You want to build those fucking beasts up. You know, it, DPS, that's old hat. I want APS, animals per second. Let's go. Apps. But yeah, I'm sure like it's actual DPS and performance won't be good. But like, you know, I'm curious to see exactly how bad it is. Right now, I'm just like making a bunch of these preset things. And 
my next main stuff is going to be finishing up my fucking UI, which is all over the place right now, which I assume you guys also probably want to talk about a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, tell me how your guys' UI experience has been going so far. Have you guys tried to shed your add-ons? Well, I I never had any. <laughs> yeah, so Aaron, you start off with this one then. Well, yeah, I never had any, so it wasn't a huge thing. I can just say they shrunk a lot of the buttons, especially like the lower right frame there. Uh, it's not fun. It's also transparent, so I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this? I'm like, are we getting old, or do I literally need to pull out a fucking magnifying glass to see, like, what this main menu is saying down there now? Dude, dude, okay, so imagine that, but then imagine being actually 60 years old, like, 40% of the play race of this game is. There's no way they can see that fucking bar down there. Bartender calls it a micro bar. That's all you need to hear to know that's not a good bar. I just feel like a lot of things got Facebook image like smoothed and simplified i look down at those and i have to hover and see what's what because i can't tell like the spell book which used to be a big brown dusty tome is now a rectangle that's slightly off kilter and it's like oh, come on man or like the the dungeon button that used to be the green eye is now just a semicircle. It's a, you guys modernized this too much. It it looks like an Overwatch menu in here. Yeah, and then part of it as well is like I've rebound some of those buttons. Like I've rebound C from being character panel to being C for Cyclone. But then it's like uh, I changed the key bindings, and now I can't figure out which icon belongs where. I don't know how to open it. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mess for me too. And then like I was just even trying to like okay, so I normally did not know the keybind to open up the talents or what the talent trees are now. I would just click on it because it was a very like distinct like and I would I would know what it looked like. And now I'm like, which one the fuck is it? And now it's like I think a bullseye or like a series of circles and I'm like, what yeah, the fuck is it, that it what used you chose to be, for this? It used to be a bullseye with a knife in it. Yeah, now it's two circles that are in each other. Which does not look like a bullseye to me. It just no. looks like two circles. No. And then and then they they opted, and this is a I apologize everyone, base UI, but instead of one bar, a bar horizontally next to it, and then a bar above it, they opted to have three bars stacked vertically, which I guess is supposed to be what people do. But for me, I was like, ah, this is scary. I don't like that. I don't yeah. want to go around like it's like a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Aaron, it's funny, though, because, like, I, I know that both Slide and I both in Bartender yes, yes. for, like, the, probably the last four years did, like, the three stack. Yeah, everyone has this setup. But for me, I didn't like it. And I didn't like that none of the standard WoW presets were, like, put it back like it used to be. Even classic, air quotes, still has it like that and i'm just like no good it's a scary change and part of me is like why would they do this early but then i think it's probably good so people can get like more accustomed to this as it goes forward but let me tell you i'm still gonna use bartender i uh, i don't feel like the base ui does enough to replace the add-ons that it wants to replace it's, it's fantastic for new players new players now have so much control over what goes where 
But, like, I just feel like some of the control is being limited for what? I can't remove my stance bar, which, as a druid, I've got five buttons on there that I already have interspersed in my bar, my action bar. I don't need this little bar up here above my three other bars, and it doesn't let you hide it. Um, and not only so, that... So I ask... If it's there already, they don't let you hide it because I saw when I was looking at the check boxes, there was one for stance bar, but I guess as a fire mage, I don't inherently have it, but is it something you could check off from there? So all of those things where you saw stance bar, that's not a toggle on or off. That's a toggle it on to see how it looks ah, in edit mode I see. and then move it around the board. You you can't hide any of those um, on that screen. So they're just kind of stuck with them. But then again, I had the same clip that I've had before in the beta where, like, with Bartender um, on my mouse, buttons 1 through 12 are bound, and it says N1 through N12 on my key bindings, like, on my screen. But with a new UI, it just says num dot 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 and if you hover over it it'd be like number nine number eight but how often are you hovering over your buttons and reading what they say in the middle of combat never you just want to know what I that mean, button is keybound never right yeah yeah like you just want to know quickly what it is now on my druid that's fine i know every button is my druid but i use the same layout for every character so if i switch this to my warrior i'm like i don't know what the fuck that yellow sword is what does that do like that what number is that and two and five and three i don't know it's just it's it's annoying that they can copy these add-ons and they can't copy them perfectly just take it one, just steal everything that they have to offer. Don't try to make it different because you always make it worse. And why is the minimap on the default so fucking big? I know, one of the add-ons I was hoping to call was sexy map, but like with everyone complaining about how fucking big the minimap is, I'm like, maybe I just keep it then, I don't know. It like almost doesn't fit with everything else going on. Somebody said in trade chat you can make it a square, and I don't know if they were trolling or not, but I'm like, if you can make it a square, surely there's a resize option there. But I wish it was he fighting the other battles with my UI to worry about the map. Like you that's can that's some flip of my it. concerns. Don't worry, everyone. <sighs> you cannot make it smaller, but you can flip it. So if you're heading up on the map, you can make it that you're headed down. Why would you want oh, that, that's though? That's great. I don't know. I, I don't know, but you can flip your map on the X-axis. People like to use the inverted airplane controls when they're playing, like, flying games or whatnot. I mean, I it's one of those things where, like, I'm not going to lay into it too hard because maybe it's an accessibility thing. But, like, I can't think of an issue where it's, like, opposite maps would be the solution. You also can't hide your experience bar at all. And, like, I think part of their concern is they're worried about new players hiding the stance bar and hiding the experience bar, and then they're hindered on information. Like, what am I doing wrong? What does that mean? Okay, I understand that. But fuck them. You, if, if you're going to let them have ultimate crazy talent choices where they can pick whatever they want, you can leave the fucking UI editable to a full consent of the law. Like, why are you, like, limiting some things but not other things? You know, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, basically I was hoping that I would be able to give up Bartender and then just, like, use base UI. But, like, there are enough things that people are complaining about that I'm just like, wow, I guess I just need to use, like, 
a combination of the both, but then I'm like, if I'm using a combination of the both, why don't I just stick to bartender? I don't know. My only hope and dream is that maybe with this new UI, the fact that I cannot see pins or linked items will be fixed. I have not tried it, but considering they did a full overhaul of the UI, maybe that wire that had been snapped years ago was connected once again. That'll be cool. There, there's also been people talking about their visual settings looking different. So, like, if you thought your game looks worse, like your resolution is blurry or your colors are different, go into your video settings and triple check. People were saying that, like, oh, the colors are so cartoony. And then, like, two minutes later, he was like, okay, guys, I tweaked the gamma and the radiation and I made it look normal. The settings got moved to, like, 100% for both of them. <laughs> and I was like, what? 100% gamma? This guy look horrible. So make sure everything's fucking right in your settings, because defaults do get changed all the time with patches. Also, is this when... When do names get reset? Names get reset pretty soon, right? Like, the old ones get purged, and then they come, like... They, like, open up for us to take? Yeah, they haven't said anything about this, but I don't think they ever say anything about this, right? They just kind of do right. it. It, it just kind of happens, because, like, that's how I got the name Alan. Like, I was like, oh, Alan, wait, why is this available? It wasn't available before. I tried it. So I was testing names. I don't think they opened it, or if they did, it was, like, you know, names I wasn't trying. But I think maybe either by the 11th or by Dragonflight release date, there there's always a new batch of character names that are released. So keep your eyes on that one. Yeah, that's always good to keep a lookout for. And I feel like, yeah, at the beginning of the expansions is the time to do it. And now it's time for a sexiest NPC of the week. It's back, baby. (laughs) And we're talking this week about a special scaly lady who's the apple of my eye because that's all we could see for a while. For the vast majority. That's true. Well, we saw the whole lady eventually, but... Ooh. Sensual eyeball, seductive toes. Mm, Tell me more. Oh, we're talking about Scale (laughs) Commander Emberthal, baby. Ooh, she's fucking smoking. Yeah, because she's breathing breathing fire. She's got me horned up. I'd let her command my scales. Ooh, oh my god, actually, I pulled up a picture of her. I for, I literally just saw her earlier watching the video, but she looks fucking cool. I would love to see what loot she's sitting on. Ooh, just call me the Drakthir character armor, because I'm going to wrap myself around her and never go away unless she turns into her village Ooh. form. I'm going to visit her cave. I mean, we will visit her cave soon when the Drakthir are available. I assume that cave is the cave that we will all awaken in. And by awaken, I mean, like, from a night of coitus passionate scale commander, <laughs> I'm just hoping to rub my hand on those prickly scales, which, by the way, Ooh. are a shade of black that is unavailable to player Drakthir. I saw that. So you're saying that she's special and unique and sexy. Ooh. I can't wait to suck on her ruby-infused eggs. Aw, those are her kids. She's like, get away from my kids. 
Hmm. I gotta put my order magic in him before it's too late before the guy I control. You're just you're just actively pumping away down there, and you're like, oh, babe, I'm just gonna drop some order magic on him. So does that make it like a BDSM thing then? I don't know what it makes. It makes me gross. I think is the, is the default answer. Ugh. I mean, he's sexy. No, I was saying like, is order magic like a bondage thing? I don't know. Oh, I guess yeah. It's like a, it's like a yeah, like submissive order magic. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. What's wrong gang? with the fucking titans, man? Com- Scale Commander Emberthal is really attractive, but I'm worried about the neck game, uh, considering all of them tiefers. Oh, I didn't think about that one. Yeah, well, it's good. It's, it's gonna take some careful piloting work to get my little schmeckle through that that razor gate. Schmeckle. You say that as if we haven't named like scarier things to put our dicks in and around before, like the Wow token. You know, that's very scary. By the way, thank you, uh, Vanderlyle, for your very honest answer in the episode two hundred retrospective. Uh, both my sister, mother, and father have heard you say the phrase a skull fucking Garak tool. And they're gonna hear this one. Hey Gary. Hey Dad. They probably won't, but no. I don't know. I told I told them I distinctly told them to never listen. Charlie might. You can't hey, con- you can't control them, you know that. Anyways, sc- scale commander Emberthal, you're hot to trot, and I want you to trot. All over me in three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, I was going to say on November 11th, I will sneak on into those caverns and give you the sexiest NPC award when I make my drag fear. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot medium meat of the week. I'm going to go first with a big fat bottom boot. My bottom boot is my high and lofty goals of completing Velstrider are dead in the <laughs> There's no way that's happening now. Yeah. First of all, this work conference put me behind on the Ember Court. I never even got to start it last week. So there's no way I'm finishing it. There's no way. But secondly, I was doing Torghast just to test my new, like, Feral stuff out. Boy, Howdy. I don't know if Torghast is just tuned, like, way out of whack because they don't know where, like, the lack of tier sets would have landed them. But, uh, I got my shit wrecked in not only a Layer 5 Super Jailer Racing Gauntlet, but also in a 15 regular Torghast. I could not do either of these, uh, at all. I got my shit stomped in, like, two seconds in. So, I guess those dreams of getting any of that is dead. I should have done this before the talent switch. Uh, thanks, work, for sending me to Kentucky during this time period. I wonder if people knew that things were going to scale weird for these, and that's why, like, a, like I don't know if you saw, but, like, a bunch yeah. of our guildies were, like, being yeah. like, anyone want to run, like, these flawless runs through Torghast Super Jailer Racing and things? They knew. They knew. I was I was too busy getting ready for this stupid trip and doing other stuff like Overwatch. So it's 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 my fault. It's not fault of mine. I should have done it before. But goddamn, can I not be mad about it? I mean, you can be mad about it because I don't think Blizzard should like outright wreck the way that Torghast feels just because it's pre-patch. You know what I mean? Well, and part of it might not just be like. It might just be like Pharaoh Druid um, survivability and like the talent trees are so weird. Uh, the Pharaoh tree is really, really bizarre because I feel like a lot of my um, things that have always been there that I've never have had to spec into before. 
I have to choose between everything, right? So, like, I lose Hibernate, I lose Remove Corruption, I lose two of my stuns in exchange for more damage, but, like, if I gave up the damage for more stuns, I would be hitting, like, a Noodle. My Convoke feels so much weaker because they, they, they took out one ability that it could do, which is Feral Frenzy, and Feral Frenzy gives me five combo points max, and I believe it's a damage increase. But they remove that out of the pool, and as a result, when I Convoke, I feel like I'm Moonfiring so much more, and Moonfiring does, like, almost nothing for me. So I'm just like, ugh, things just feel not well. And I really want to play an Evoker. Like, I just want to, like, play like, something brand new, right, that I can, like, sink my teeth into. But I can't until November 11th. And if I want to play, like, my Warrior or anything else, I have to get Legendaries and gear for them. And I don't want to do that in a pre-patch. So I'm just going to keep dicking around in, like, whatever achievements I can get until November 11th when I can level one Evoker. I'm in, like, a weird spot, I feel like, right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, but just as a quick side note for listeners, I believe it's November 15th, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whatever the that is. What about you, Aaron? What's your top two bottom boot, medium boot? Today, I had a bottom boot, unfortunately. Boot. I logged in, and I said, Aaron, what are you going to do today? And he said, well, I'm going to clean out my bags for the first time in forever. I'm going to take what I thought was so precious that I held on to and put it in my bank, forever getting rid of it. Aaron, is this the first time that you ever decided to actually put anything in the bank? No, I do this at the end of every expansion. There's old legendaries. There's old, like, get these three things together to make the ultimate belt. And then I only ever collected one of them, so I put it in the bank. But all of my Zeri Morty components, my evil etching of pain, my two belt buckle things from Revendreth that I never knew what they did. I got them on the second day of Shadowlands. They're all in the bank now to be filed away until I eventually just delete them for space. Do you have a full, do you have a full like bags in the bank thing going on? Uh, no, I have the standard bank account and then I have three bags. Uh, they have, they are yet to be filled but when they do, I will purchase more bank space. Okay, well, if you want more bags for that, let me know. I, I, have, you, I can make you bags have, for you. I, you created the three that were in there. It does tell me that. It's crazy you only have three. It's insane you only have three. Like, I guess I... Like, what do you do? How do you... What are you doing? We've like, been over I, this. I well, you, you remember, I hold on to physically a lot of things. I didn't put things Obviously in the reagent don't. bank for forever, I held on to the flowers individually, like th- several two hundred stacks of them. What what you think is a lot, Aaron? There's no way it's a lot because I hang on to a lot of shit, and I have to mail my shit to other characters to hang on to it because my bags are full. I have bought all the expensive bags and all the slots, and I still can't hold everything that I have to hold. You're not hoarding enough, I guess. Well, now because I'm part of the alliance. <laughs> With that epic zinger delivered, Immune, what is your TTBBMM? Well, to avoid a triple bottom boot, I actually have a top two this week, boys. Toot, toot, toot. And, okay, I 
logged in to my priest earlier today and okay I, first off i want to say that like it's been really stressful for me to try to figure out like how to like uh change my ui what i want to do um so i've been logging into all my characters to try to figure that out and when i logged into my priest i was very happy to see that somebody had for some reason bought one of my mythic boes that i got when raiding on the weekends and they bought it for like 120k and i'm like why would you buy like a mythic boe for that much like right now i don't really understand it but i'm happy for it because like i've basically been doing nothing but losing money on my priest so i feel like now i'm almost back over a million. Ooh, rich bitch you got that rich blood now i i can see why someone would buy it if like if i had an evoker right now oh that wait was it male? No, it was actually uh, cloth. I could have wore it for appearance. Whoa. I could have wore it for like I appearance, mean, but like I was like, I don't care about the appearance right now. I literally just want gold, and if it will sell, I'll be happy. And then I was happy. So top two. So yeah, that's great. I, my only guess is like, okay, so it's somebody who has decided on the cloth main, and they want to get them ready and geared up and practice like higher content with them. 120k is expensive at the end of an expansion for sure. But with how much gold fucking those tables <gasps> we're pumping out? Also, is, wait, is that gold over? That gold's being nerfed either with this patch or with the 15th patch. The table gold is being cut off completely. Oh, I forgot. I've honestly been really falling off on doing it every day with my hunter like I promised I would. So I, don't, I haven't noticed. I think... Part of me wants to believe it's being cut off with evokers. So you get in there every day and do that shit. And you too can spend 120k on your new main. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm proud of my hunter, though. He went from literally having no gold to having, like, almost 400k gold over the course of, like, the, like... How long have I... Have, have you considered... Like, since I've been raiding with him, how long has that been? Like, is that, like, three, four months? I don't know. Yeah, I would. I was, I was thinking a little longer, honestly. But yeah, that's maybe it's estimate. not that impressive then. But like, I don't. I don't know. He made gold, so I'm happy about that. Oh, fucking get that bag! Speaking of that bag, we are getting ours thanks to these lovely people. These patrons include Command Sergeant Major Tajerla, fourth host of the podcast, Your Monkey, Ahoy Vince, aka Nathanos, killed himself to see Savon since she won't even pick up the phone, Instinct slash Drag Race, Azarin, Mitch, who wants the pod to know that the hunters of Unomas are burly boys, Crucifix, Cardike, Saracen Hawk, Three Duck Dorno, Gershi Squirts, a squirt? Hoax, asking Gralina to say, okay, I'm going to try and do this in my sick voice, <coughs> for the horde. Sorry, that's the best you can get out of me. Vanderlyle, generational talent, smarf, debased god. Slide Whistle says, Fuck Craig! And Will, aka Tire, Trade Chat's fallen father. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, send us an email at do not relent pod at gmail.com. Tweet at us on the Twitter at do not relent pod. What about you, biddies? Where can they find you on the internet? Well, you can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. You can join our Discord at do not relent.com. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. Read the show's literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com and come watch me on Twitch occasionally at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. 
I'm going to need everyone to send your thoughts and prayers to me so I can get over this big nasty cough because it's no fun. Me. Oh, all right. See you guys next week. Or if you're a Patreon listener at After Dark. Ooh, Ooh you, lo- you love that crunchy audio and me coughing? Well, guess what, buddy? Pay five bucks for some more. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with this episode, everybody. <laughs> and remember... Another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>